All right, good morning, church. We good? I want to give it up for our worship team. That uh, I don't know about you, but I'd never heard that song before, and I, I love it. I love it. And for those of you online, uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, we uh, pray that God will bless you uh, here this morning. Uh, we're going to start a new series called Double Blessing. Can you say that with me? Double Blessing. Let's say it again. Double Blessing. But before we get into that, uh, let me um, say something here that... I should have probably said two weeks ago, but just please forgive me. And life's been uh, crazy, as you guys know. But um, it's not too late. Uh, I want to invite you to something that's really important. We only have one tradition at our church. We've gotten rid of a lot of different things over the years, but we have one thing that I think we've been doing through the history of our church, and that used to be called Faith Promise Banquet, and now we call it Celebrate, I don't know, over the last 10 years. And so I want you to get a little charismatic this morning, pull out your phones and lift it up, and you can take a shot of that QR right there. Or uh, you, can, you could sign up online or on your way out. There's another uh, at the Welcome Center. But this is important because why do we do it? Well, as we talk about um, double blessings, it's really a night that we set aside to say, God, we want to, as a church collectively, both services come together and say thank you. We do a traditional Thanksgiving meal that will be served in the gym, and you know, usually there's three, 400 people in there, and then we make our way over to here, and we have a time of just worship and celebration and some fun, and uh, every year it's a little different, but we also celebrate those that were baptized this year, amen, and we just talk about God, thank you for all that you've done. And so I want to encourage you that if it wasn't on your schedule to make it a priority, if nothing else, because I asked you to, that we would come together, have this meal, and that we need you to RSVP so we know how many tables and such to set up. Will you consider that for me, please? And it usually goes uh, 5 uh, to 7 o'clock. That's the food and the program. And it's a great time to have fun and to celebrate. So... I want to let you hear a statement that I pulled out of a book called Double Blessing, and it's going to lay the foundation for our series. It says, God wants to bless you beyond your ability to ask or imagine. Does that sound good? God wants to bless you beyond your ability to ask or imagine. The first thing God does after creating us in his image is he blesses us. Did you know that? Blessing is God's most ancient instinct, of course. God doesn't bless us to raise our standard of living. Ooh. God blesses us to raise our standard of giving. Ooh, that's a good line. God doesn't bless us to raise our standard of living. God blesses us to raise our standard of giving. So simply put, this whole series, here's what it boils down to. We are blessed, we are blessed to bless. Did you catch that? We are blessed to bless. So that's what we're going to dig into. Let's pray. God, it is good to be in your house. It's good to be alive. And I don't just say those words. It is true. God, I am blessed. We are blessed for this day where we were able to wake up. Oxygen was in our lungs. We were able to walk here take a bus here, ride a bike here, or take a car here. And God, we don't take that for granted. We don't take this building for granted. We don't take this church for granted. 
And God, thank you, thank you, thank you for blessing us. I, I would boldly ask, we would boldly ask that you would bless us during this four-week series. That not only would we understand how blessed we are, but how we could be a blessing to others. God, that can only be done through your Holy Spirit. So we uh, acknowledge that and we pray for an outpouring here in this place. In the powerful name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Well, let's jump right into it. Uh, God's word. I I believe, uh, I think technology is great. And most of you have the U version of the Bible on your phone, which is great because it's a tool we use at our church. I don't know if you know, if we've said it lately or not, but you push the button and it's got all the sermon notes. It's got all the passages. It's got everything right there for you. But I also kind of one of those old school guys. I like to touch it, feel it, and see it. How about you? So back against the wall, you're going to see Bibles are stacked there. And if you don't have a Bible, we would love for you to grab one and consider that a gift from West Valley Christian Church. Amen? And here's the challenge. Read it. Read it. And I would encourage you not to start in Leviticus (laughs) or Numbers. I'd encourage you to start in the book of John. Okay, so we're going to jump right into this this morning. Uh, blessed to, to, to be a blessing are two points this morning. The first one is, write this down, original blessing. And we're going to go to Genesis, which is the first uh, book of the Bible. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says this, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over the livestock and the wild animals and all over creatures that move along the uh, earth. So God created mankind in his own what? In his own image. Is that cool? In the image of God, he created them, male and female. Oh, there's a lot to say there. But we're not talking about that today. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them. God did what? God did what? God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves along the ground. And so original blessing. I don't know if, I've never even heard that term before. I read this book, but I like it. And I like this passage, these verses that we just read, because here's the original blessing. It's called life. God breathed life into each and every one of us. Do you realize that? Like you did nothing to be you. Now, some of us think we did everything. And it's your world and everybody's living in it. Let me wake you up. It's not true. It's not true. It's not your world. It's his. And your life is not yours. It's his. Like he can literally snap his fingers and take life away from you at any moment he wants. And so the original blessing is life. And then you see right there, God blessed them and said to them in verse 28. See, blessing simply defined is a favor or a gift. A favor or a gift. Life is a gift. Amen? See, blessings help us recognize God in our lives, and it draws us closer to him. And again, we're just working on the foundation for this series today, and we're going to keep pressing into this for the next three weeks. 
But if we don't understand what I'm talking about here, then we're not going to understand blessed to bless. Because if you think you're all that and you think everything you have is yours, then that's going to dictate how you approach life and stuff. Are you with me? But right out the gate, we are original blessing. Now, I put that in this context because here's, and anytime I talk about the Catholic Church, please hear this, it's my experience. I'm not bashing on Catholicism and the Catholic Church at all. I believe there's, there's Christ followers in the Catholic Church, all right? I just didn't happen to be one of them. So little Robbie Denton grew up, you know, because half Italian, that's what you do. You go to the Catholic Church. And good Catholics just drop their kids off at the church like my mom did. <laughs> she didn't go. She dropped us off. And, and, and my experience was God's going to get you. God's going to zap you. Robbie Denton, don't you do anything wrong? And, uh, you know, the, the nuns were going to put the ruler across your fingers and the priests hear about that, you're in trouble, right? So that's my experience. So, so what I learned was not original blessing. I learned about original sin. Can I hear an amen to that one? <laughs> I just like bobblehead night. And, you know, some of you are like, yeah, <laughs> you went to school with me, did you? <laughs> But, I mean, I was just taught to fear God. I was a sinner. Robbie Denton, you're a sinner, and God's going to get you. And, and you got to do Hail Marys, and you got to do you know, all this other stuff, and talk to the, all that stuff. And so I, I was on the defensive, right? I was like, ah, God's going to get me. God's going to get me. And so I understood original sin. I'm born a sinner. That's why I think it's really important for us on this first point is not original sin, original blessed. Original blessing. You know, my Jewish friends, they, they talk about blessings all the time. And I've got one that's really close that I've, you know, not just by name <laughs> or by birth, like they lived this life and, and they, they uh, became a Christian here, I think it was about three or four years ago. And this individual always talks about blessing and being a blessing and, and all that. And, and so I've asked, you know, like, why is that so part of the culture? And she says, Rob, when, when we talk about blessing and being blessed, we talk about peace and joy. So when, when we, you want to have a blessing or give a blessing to someone, you're not asking for, you know, a, a brand new Tesla for them or, you know, a 15,000 square foot house. You're, ask, you're asking and wishing upon them peace and joy. And honestly, even with the pursuit of stuff in life, I think ultimately, at the end of the day, we'll take peace and joy over anything. Are you with me? Now, maybe some of our younger people might not have gotten there yet, you know? But truly, it's like, it seems like the older I get, the less I want of the stuff and the more I want of peace. Amen? And the more I want of joy. So, so this is what I've learned. But, but, but most of us are familiar with the, um, not the blessing, but the original sin. And, and I wrote this. If we live sinner first blessed second, it'll impact the way we live, right? If we live sinner first, blessed second, it'll impact the way we live. And then if you flip that around, if we live blessed first and sinner second, it also will affect the way we live. Does that make sense? Chew on that. We are a blessing according to scripture. We're a blessing first and a sinner second. We're a blessing first and a sinner second. Which, which, which leads me to, again, the whole foundation for this series is 
blessed to bless. Does that make sense? Not blessed so that I have more and I could hold it over people, but I'm blessed so I can bless. I want to read to you a scripture. It may seem random, but hang with me. James chapter 4, verse 14. James chapter 4, verse 14, and it says this. Why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while. And then what? And then vanishes. I don't know if you've ever struggled with this, but I certainly have. Sometimes I feel very entitled about my life. Like, yeah, I deserve my life. And I deserve health, and I deserve these toys, and I deserve this kind of home, and I deserve, right? And, and, I, and, I, and I've wrestled with that over the years, especially before I was a Christian. But when I, when I say, and I say this often in my prayer here on Sundays, and I say it often in my life, <laughs> in the shower, like every day is an extra day for Rod Denton. I shared my testimony last week. I should have, like the cop said, have died wrapped around a pole on the 134 freeway. I mean, I should have. Everything pointed that direction. So literally, when I say I'm grateful for today, I'm grateful for today because I should have been dead, okay? And the truth is, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not even promised this afternoon. Are you with me? And so if we can look at it instead of life as we deserve it and we deserve this and that and I'm entitled, it, literally every breath we take is a blessing from God Almighty. It really becomes a filter which changes the way in which we look at life and look at this topic of blessing. So I just shared this verse in James. It's like a mist. It could go just like that. Thursday in this room was horrible. I'm sorry, you guys, I keep sharing this stuff. This month has been crazy at West Valley Christian Church and School. It's been crazy. 30 plus years of ministry. I've not seen anything like this. And you don't even know, you only know what I've been telling you. You have no clue of all the other stuff. But Thursday morning, our school, our junior high, we had to bring our sixth grade through eighth graders, right? 12-year-olds through 14 into this room. They sat right here. The teachers, the front office, and some parents. And I knew what was going down. I asked a couple of our staff, children's, Amy and, and um, our team, Zach, to be in here. Our school administrator, Derek Swells, who was in the last service, stood right here and had to tell those kids that their classmate was killed. 13 years old, he and his father. Many of you guys have probably heard the story. The car crash on Mulholland, the explosion. That 13-year-old, Marcos, and his father, part of this community, One of the one times I was glad to be in the purple chair, to be, if I'm really honest, and not be where Derek was. 
It was, it was horrible. There's no words to say what it was like to be in here. I had a meeting with Derek and uh, Trisha Herget that day on Tuesday. And uh, we had to wrap up the meeting really quick because he had a student that he was meeting with right afterwards. And our meeting went on a little late and I step out and I meet this kid for the first time. Guess who it was? It was Marcos. Derek Swills had a meeting, just a positive, it wasn't a disciplinary thing, a meeting with him for an hour and six hours later, he's gone. It's like I wrestled with sharing that, but here's the reality, you guys. We are not promised life. You realize that, right? Like we haven't earned life. Life is a blessing. And I say that with a smile now. We, you know, it, it's hard news and, and, and on top of everything else you know that we've been having to walk through here recently. But God is good. God is good. You know, and a lot of hard things happen in life because of free will. And as I, I told these boys, you know, God's sad too. And you may not like what I'm, I say here, but the truth is, because God has given us free will, bad things happen. Like, God didn't pour alcohol in that guy's mouth, and God didn't put the keys in that guy's hand, right? And so God's sad, too. God's mad, too. Well, he could have saved them. Well, if God saved every bad decision we make, then we wouldn't have free will. And, and that's, that's a hard one, you guys. That's a hard one. But the reason I share all this this morning is we're blessed. Like today is cool. Even with all the crud that we may have on our plate, we're above ground. We're blessed to be a blessing. Amen? Genesis chapter 127 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and free female, he what? He created them. You see, you and I are made in the image of God. We're not a knockoff. We're not trash. We're not less than. We're not all those things that maybe our coach told us or our mom told us or our dad told us or our pastor told us or the guy at the, you know, supermarket told us. We are what God told us because he created us and he says, you're pretty darn good. That's a loose translation of the Hebrew. (laughs) We're made in the image of God. That means that we're special. That means that we're valuable. That means that we're important. That means that we're wanted. That means that we're loved. And that reminds me of John 3, 16, for God so what? He loved the world. Why did God love us? He loved us so much that he gave the best thing he could give, and that was his son, Jesus Christ. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but what? Have everlasting life. If you don't feel valuable, you need to just sit in the book of John and read that over and over again because he died for you. He loves you. And I don't know what church has told you, and I don't know what religion has told you, and I don't know what school has told you, but I want to tell you that God loves you. He's for you. He's in your corner. And because of that, we are so stinking blessed. Yeah, that's good stuff. You see, I think we all desire acceptance and belonging and being loved. And here it is, with no strings attached. Psalms 121, 
Verse 7, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your comings and goings both now and forever. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that in all things God works for the what? God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And it gets better. Look at 838 and 39. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, present, nor the future, nor any powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from what? The love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God wants to be a gift to us. And also, he desires for us to be a gift to him in turn and also to others. That leads me to the second point of today's message, blessed to bless. Can you say that with me? Blessed to bless. Let's say it again. Blessed to bless. I mean, these are, this is money stuff right here. This is, this is change your life kind of stuff right here, no matter how young or how old you are. You see, West Valley, when I took over as a lead pastor about six years ago, we, uh, we implemented six core values. And this, this was developed over two, two, uh, two years in my own heart and life, being here. And, and we have five core values, and you've heard of them. Generosity, fun. Did you know you could have fun in church? You could actually smile and God's not gonna zap you. <laughs> you know, you can laugh in church. This is what we see in church a lot is. And so you bring your friends and you're, everyone's like this. And it's like, yeah, come and have what they have. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I could be a Dodgers fan and have that. <laughs> How did the cheaters win again? But anyways. <laughs> excellence. We strive for perfection, but we settle for excellence. Life change and team, right? Those are our five core values. But generosity. This series is about generosity, really, when you think about it. And, and here's what I want to do. I want to tell you that we don't just have that as a core value, we talk about it. And not only do we just not just talk about it, but we live it out. And I want to share with you some of what's going on here, and it wasn't very hard at all. And please hear this. This isn't praise be to you. It's not praise be to me. It's not praise be to West Valley Christian Church. It's praise be to God. And that's why I want you here next Saturday and then here, because we're just going to say anything good that's been happening, it's because of you, Lord right? But generosity is contagious, isn't it? And so generosity fits in with this blessed to be blessed or to, to, to bless others. And so with, with that, I'm thinking, what, what's just recently happened in our church? Just today, let me just tell you what's happening today. I'm here eight o'clock and I see this big van that's got a big red cross on it. I'm a little gun shy with that kind of stuff right now, but this was, it said Red Cross. So I'm like, oh, that's right. So I go down there, 8 o'clock, some of our members are already giving blood. Right now, some of our members are giving blood. Some people in our community are giving blood. Here's, that's, that, that's, we have been blessed. We did nothing to deserve the blood that's in our body. Did we? Did anyone do anything so that you could have this blood in your body? <laughs> no, God did it all. But really, we were blessed, so we want to be a blessing. So if you have the ability to give blood, we're giving you the opportunity. We're not making you do it, but that's something you want to do. It's right here. So that's happening. Isn't that awesome, church? We've got all these boxes that are coming. And you guys have filled them up for, for kids that literally will not get a gift all over our world. And you guys are being a blessing. You've been blessed. So then you go to the store and you fill up this shoebox 
so you could bless others. That's happening right now. I'm seeing them come in. I'm seeing them leave all this morning. We, we partnered again with a ministry, financial planning ministry, FPM. It was a part of our DNA of our church for a long time, and then uh, uh, it hasn't been for, for a, a, a decade or so. And today at 11.45, right after this service, 11.45 up there, not in heaven, second floor. <laughs> and that's heaven. That's the sunset room. 11.45, we'll have a lot, some light snacks, but the representative from, uh, from that ministry is going to be here. And you're like, well, well, what is that? I want to tell you something. It costs the church. And we wrestled with uh, the pastor and the elders, but we think, like, we continue to give you gifts. Right now, media was a gift from us to you. Dave Ramsey Plus, a ministry that I think you, I, I hope you're tying into, that's a free gift from us to you guys, okay? And this is another gift from us, because we've been blessed, we want to bless you. And literally, I'm going to just tell you straight up, I told our staff this, I've told the men's breakfast this, I'm telling anyone I could tell you, I am the worst example of this. Okay, so what this ministry does is, at the, at the, you'll hear, you'll go up there and you'll hear, again, up there, not up there, because then if you go up there, you're, you don't need that, it's too late. But, but it's, it's free living trust. So they'll explain how all that works, but I just had a member said they just paid $5,000 to have a living trust done. Most people, eighteen to 2500 is what I've heard. The Dentons are an awful example. We started this process maybe 14, 15 years ago. Drew was a little kid. We came to the point of if we both die, who's going to raise our child? I didn't want to tell my mom that we were going to have my in-laws do that. And because I didn't want to tell my mom that, we never finished it off. And guess what would have happened if Lisa and I were in an accident and died? The state would have figured out who raised Drew. And then Easton came along. You think we'd know better. We still do not have a living will. I'm an awful example. Everyone that comes to my office, I tell them, you better get one. Because I've seen so many fights and so many issues that have happened as a result of that. Not even with, you know, just giving it over to the state. So, so we want to give you that tool. 11.45 today. You're going to get information on what that looks like and how to sign up for it. All right? These are all things that we've been blessed and we want to be a blessing. We had a service for a 17-year-old that overdosed on fentanyl. This place was packed all up there, all down here, all in the lobby. This Friday night, we, uh, last Friday night, we had about 100 people in here. And LAPD was in here with their fentanyl um, expertise in here, educating parents and teens on, on, on the dangers of what is going on there. Again, I told LAPD, we're for you, we're not against you. And you could use our facility for anything you want. And they were blown away by that. And I said, we're going to team up and partner on this. Again, blessed to bless. Are you with me? Now think about that. If you're a part of this church, you're a part of that. But I also want to challenge you, what are you doing in your own life? How are you receiving being blessed and being a blessing? And it's not always money. Sometimes it's your ears listening. Sometimes it's... uh, words. Sometimes it's an arm in hugging somebody that's, that's mourning a loss. Sometimes it's, it's, it's digging a hole, right? Are you with me? You see, I'm passionate about this, maybe. Let me um, bring you back to scripture and a story of Elijah and Elisha. <laughs> 
And if you're sitting up front row, I'm sorry. It's just it's like, uh, you know, the Gallagher concert with the, the watermelon. And they had the plastic in the front row. You have to be over 50 to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but prophet of God here, it's in 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 3. This is where watching the service at home is good because then you don't get pastor spray. But anyways, 2 uh, Kings chapter 2. Verse 3, the company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, Elisha replied, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, stay here, Elisha, the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you, as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to, the, they went to Jericho. The company of the prophets at Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know. Be quiet. Then Elisha said to him, stay here. The Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked in or, or the two of them walked on. Go on to 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9. When they had crossed, Elijah and Elisha, tell me, what can I do for you before I'm taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said, yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours, otherwise it will not. Well, let me save you some time. I'd encourage you to read the scripture, but let me give you the cliff note version. The request was what? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. I didn't do the research. I just researched those that researched this. (laughs) Follow that. Elijah was part of 14 miracles. Can you take a guess of how many miracles Elisha was a part of? 28. Is God a God of coincidences? No, he's God. I like uh, the author of Double Blessing. He says this, the true measure of success was not the 14 miracles he had in hand. It was watching the next generation do things he didn't even dare dream of. Simply put, success is succession. That's a mic drop right there. Did you catch that? Success is succession. You see, success is handing the baton to those who come behind us and cheering them on as they run farther and faster than we did. Legacy is measured by what we accomplish, not by what we accomplish in our lifetime. It's measured by our coaching tree, our mentoring chain. It's measured by the fruit we grow on other people's lives. I'm not taught that on CNN. I'm not taught that on Fox News, the Wall Street Journal, Sports Illustrated, social media. But this is good stuff. We are blessed to bless. And as we continue to get more, you get a boat, you get a car, you get a home, you get a pay raise. 
that's awesome. And you know what? I'm not one of those guys that says, no, bad, bad, bad. But please hear me. We're not talking about a prosperity gospel, you know. Pray for all those things so that, so that you could be lifted up. No, these things happen so he could be lifted up. So if you get a boat, use it for his glory. You get an RV, use it for his glory. You get a kayak, use it for his glory. You get a pay raise, use it for his glory. You get a home, use it for his glory. You get a golf club, use it for his glory. <laughs> Succession is our success. So imagine me working on this message in my office on the other side of that wall. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I know I'm having visitors at my house for the next four days. The Kirby's. And some of you saw them and some of you don't know who they are, but our founding pastor is back with us after a year and a half of retirement and he and his wife are here. But I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you, I, I can't even make this up. Like, they're going to be here. And I, I'm like texting Glenn. I'm like, Glenn, I need you up on the stage. Um, the church needs you up on the stage. They want to see you. 40 years of faithful... 40 years of faithful service, 45 as lead pastor, and then 45. And so um, I'm going to have Pastor Kirby, if you want to come up here. And uh, our founding pastor, who represents, represents this whole idea of blessed to be a blessing. And so, Pastor, you've heard this sermon twice now. So, so you've been blessed. I have been. <laughs> I have been. So what do you have to say about this and catch us up on life with potatoes in Idaho and cows and all that kind of, all, all that stuff. We're, we're down here for a wedding this Thursday. Uh, our oldest grandson not, uh, from Carla, our oldest daughter, is getting married. And so we came a few days early in order to spend time with the church and with our friends. And so... Uh, if any of you want to come over, we're going to be at Grande Italiana down uh, by Green Thumb at 1 o'clock. And if you buy your own meal, you can be with us. No, anyway. So, uh, so, Pastor, so you should be a blessing to all well, these people. Well, I, I understand that. that. Card, well, man, my, my, my part is just to, 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 to be able to be here. But anyway, enough of that. Uh, I... As far as blessings are concerned, it's been a great privilege and blessing that I've had because for some of you here today, it's been my privilege to be a spiritual father to you. Sometimes I'm even younger than you as a spiritual father. It's been a privilege to be a spiritual grandfather to some of you. And it's even been a privilege to be a spiritual great-grandfather to some of you. That has been our privilege. But I want to remind you, Rob said I could, I want to stay on the blessing theme. I want to say a couple of things that I think are really important to you and to uh, me. And that is that I want you to, uh, Psalm 4610 says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Life gets so fast, we need to remember who we're connected to. God is is our Father. I want to remind you that God is all-powerful. He is, has all authority, all authority. He has all knowledge. He has all wisdom. He knows exactly what's happening in your life, what's going on, what you're concerned about, what you're happy about. 
He is unlimited to what he can do. And in Romans 8, it says that we have been adopted by God. You have been adopted by God. It says that, that we are heirs of God and we are joint heirs of Jesus. When you consider that this whole universe was created by, by speaking it into existence, our God is a powerful God. And that, that is your connection. Ephesians 3, one of my favorite in the Bible, says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power that works within us. So that's our connection. But we need to be reminded when we're having troubles, when we're having struggles, that God is here to help us, that he lives within us in the Holy Spirit, and that that is a huge blessing for us. I like what Jesus said in Matthew 17, 20. He said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. We need to claim that a nugget like that. We, we need to, to, to believe that Jesus really meant that. So we're only limited by our faith and our trust in him. Uh, I, I want to, um, I'm going to point to this guy over here a little bit. Uh, I've been retired now for a year and a half, but in the church where my son-in-law, Scott, is the pastor, I, I am now the evangelism uh, they call it Connections Coordinator, a volunteer position, a lot of work. But anyway, we're doing the same study that we developed here. And uh, so that's my part to do the same thing there. I just became leader of their senior adult ministry. And uh, so we're still busy, but that's the blessed to be a blessing, right? You would, you would want me to continue to serve, right? And I want to continue to serve. But in, in this blessing... Uh, I, I, th I have been aware when I have watched, we took off for a year and didn't do anything. We attended church, but we, we rested for 54 years of uh, ministry and needed some refueling. And so I watched what my son-in-law did as the senior pastor there. I've watched Rob for five years, what he has done, lived it for 54 years. And, and I want to encourage us that we need to hold these guys up we need to uh, pray for them. I, the, my best illustration is there was a battle in the Old Testament where the Israelites were battling, battling the Amalekites. And as long as Moses held his hands up, they were defeating the Amalekites. But Moses got tired, and sometimes he couldn't hold his hands up. And whenever his hands came down, then they were losing, the Israelites. So Aaron and Hur got a rock or they moved Moses to a rock, had him sit down, and then one of them got on one side, one on the other, and they held up Moses' hands, and the battle was won with the Amalekites. Rob Denton needs you to pray for him every day. I pray for every, them every day. It's been a part of it. practice for a long time with him and Lisa and their family. We need to pray for them. We need to hold their hands up so that they can do what God 
once and we can have victories with their help. But that's true also with the elders of the church here. That's true with the church leaders. That's true with all of us. We need to hold each other's hands up so that we can have the victory that our great God wants us to have. I believe, and I said when I left, that the best is yet to come. I do believe the best is yet to come for West Valley Christian Church. Look at what's just happening today. It blows my mind, everything that's happening. I have to sit down and rest just looking at the schedule that's happening in the church now. So proud of you. So proud of what you have done. Many churches that have a successor, preacher, it doesn't go well. That's not true at West Valley. And I, I'm very proud of this guy and his ministry and his family and all of you guys. And so uh, the best is yet to come. Close with one scripture. The last verse in Psalm 23 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus said you will have trouble. But he said, I want you to be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. So let's live in victory. Let's live in, with cheerleading each other. And let's go get them. All right? <laughs> let's, let's pray. So I am grateful for this guy and, and like what we have here. And so there's two things I want you walking away with. I think more importantly, God wants you walking away with the concept of original blessing. Okay? You were blessed. I want you to think about this, that this week. As a matter of fact, on your way out, you'll see uh, there's questions up on the, the windows and there's little sticky notes. I'd encourage you to follow the question and answer it and just take 10 seconds to put something up there and to get you thinking about how original blessing is truly a blessing for your life. And then secondly, who are you blessing and how? Blessed to bless. We close this off. Pastor Kirby. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for every person in this room, every single person. Lord, we want to be used. We want to be a blessing for others. We need your blessings every day. Help us, Lord, any of us that are afraid or discouraged or going through tough times, that, Lord, you would help us to look to you and the strength and the empowerment that you have promised us and lives within us that, that we need to grab a hold of and use your plan. I pray, Father, that you would help us to see those around us that we can help. Thank you, Father, for all your help to us. I pray a special prayer for Rob and the elders of the church here. That you would continue to use them powerfully. And we do believe, we know because you've promised us, that the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, amen.